Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Welcome, everyone, all you cat lovers out there, to another episode of Cat Talk Radio, the podcast that's all about feline behavior and the humans who love them. I'm Molly, your cat behavior expert, and I'm joined today by my co-host and handsome husband, Dewey Vaughn. Yay! Hello to all of our fans, and hello to my beautiful wife. Thank you for another great episode. As always, I'll thank you now and at the end of the show. So, (laughs) here we go. It's great to be here, as always, today. We have a crucial topic to discuss, and that's the benefits of early intervention to prevent future behavior issues in our feline friends. That's right, Dewey. So many cat owners deal with behavior problems that could have been prevented with the right knowledge and intervention in the first place. And so our goal today is to help our listeners understand why early intervention is key to having a happy, well-behaved cat their whole lives. Yay. But first, we've got a listener question to tackle. This one comes from Sarah in Florida. Sarah writes, my cat, Whiskers, has recently started scratching my furniture. I don't know what to do. How can I stop this behavior? Help. Thanks for that question, Sarah. Scratching is a, a common issue among cats or actually it's really a common issue among humans but it's something that that can often be addressed through early intervention this is a good question that fits right into this topic and the key is to provide your cat with appropriate scratching objects right like really tall scratching posts that's one of the biggest problems people get too short of scratching posts some cats like to scratch horizontally so it's important to give them options. So horizontal scratch mats or those little cardboard wavy things as long as they're long, like the full length of the cat. And uh, it's very important to use positive reinforcement when they use those alternative items. Alternatives meaning alternative to your sofa or dining room chairs, right? And we have an episode, you know, obviously we're not going to get into fixing scratching issues today because this is all about the benefits of early intervention, but we do have a podcast about how to redirect your cat's scratching options to appropriate places. So if you go to our website at cattalkradio.com, there is a page that's called categories of our podcasts and um, there's scratching in there. It should be easy to find. Great advice, Molly, as usual. Now let's get back to our main topic though. The benefits of early intervention. So, Molly, why is it so important to address behavior issues early on? Well, the first thing to understand is that behavior issues are often a symptom of an underlying problem, whether that's a medical issue or boredom or environmental stress. And by addressing these issues early, you can prevent them from becoming more severe and ingrained, right? When behavior issues are left unaddressed, It's going to lead to stress 
for both you and the cat, right? Which can really strain that bond between you. And we want to help you maintain a positive and loving relationship with your kitty. That's our that's our goal here at Cat Talk Radio. So it's really, really important to do this early intervention and not wait. You know, I get calls from people that say, my cat's been peeing outside the litter box for two years now. And I'm like, why didn't you call me sooner? That's crazy. <laughs> that's not yeah. early intervention. This is a great point, you know, you make, Molly. So one of the most common problems is litter box issues, as you've mentioned many times in the past. Cats may stop using their litter box for various reasons. Can early intervention help pinpoint the cause and address it before it becomes a chronic problem? Absolutely. I mean, first, you've got to rule out medical issues, right, because that that can be a reason for a cat to stop using the litter box. Like I just said, the client may call me and go, my cat hasn't been using the litter box for two years. I'm like, well, have you taken it to the vet to make sure it doesn't have a urinary tract infection? And they're like, well, no. And I'm like, please make sure this cat is not having pain associated with that litter box. And even feeding species appropriate food in the first place is going to help reduce the possibility of those urinary tract infections and kidney stones and crystals and other kinds of kidney issues, you know, that lead to medical issues, which lead to litter box issues, right? And then making sure that the litter boxes are attractive to the cat, not necessarily attractive to you, but attractive to the cat. That's very, very important. And reducing any fears of territory invasion, whether that be bringing home a, a new cat and not doing the introduction properly, that, that causes the cat to feel like this newcomer is going to invade its territory, or whether it's seeing cats outside. All of those things are things you can do to have a, an intervention process with the litter box before issues maybe even start to arise. But certainly when they do, it's very important that you get on that fast and not let those things fester for long periods of time. That's an excellent point you're making, Molly. Remember, early intervention can prevent more severe behavior problems down the road. It's about setting your cat up for the success and ensuring a happy, harmonious relationship between you and your feline friend. Yes, and the best way to think about early intervention is, is to think about it as prevention, right? We're talking about intervention that's addressing issues when, they're, when they first start, right? When we say early intervention, we're really talking about, oh my gosh, the cat didn't use the litter box this morning. We better call Molly. Really, I'd rather you wait till tomorrow morning, make sure it isn't just a one-time <laughs> incident. But, but addressing that early on is one thing. But you can also do it as a preventative measure, right? Like providing proper enrichment and socialization from a young age is going to prevent problems from arising in the first place. That's a really good point. So what can our listeners do to ensure they're setting their selves up their cats up for success for day from day one well here's a <clears throat> a lot more than we have time to cover on this podcast <laughs> but here's a few key tips right first you got to provide 
plenty of mental and physical stimulation for your cat. Cats get bored and boredom leads to issues. So if you're if you're preventing that with lots of toys and prey play time and puzzle feeders and things like that, that will help. And then socialize your cat with people and other animals in various environments when they're young. And that way, those things won't stress them out when they're older. And of course, create a cat-friendly environment with scratching posts and hide spots and climbing opportunities and window perches and things like that. We did a whole... uh, webinar on enrichment. If you go out to our YouTube channel, look at that and that that's going to be all of those things. And then another thing that really helps is create a consistent routine for feeding, your playtime, litter box maintenance. Make sure that everything happens uh, at kind of the same time every day so that your cat is secure in in feeling like its environment is predictable. So in summary, early intervention is all about being proactive and addressing behavior issues and their emphasis to prevent them from becoming more severe. That's right, Dewey. The earlier you act, the better the outcome for both you and your cat. Acting before there's an issue, as I said, I think is the best remedy and prevention for future behavior problems, right? It's much easier to form a habit than it is to break a bad habit. I forget um, what they used to say, like it takes 28 days for a human to, to make a habit and like 45 days for them to break it. So it, it's a lot harder to break a habit than it is to make one. And those repeated bad behaviors wear in those synaptic pathways and they become normal routines. So it's, it's challenging to correct that behavior once the cat's been doing it for a very long time. It's just challenging to correct a cat you know, in general, right? Because if you're correcting, if you're punishing, if you're scolding, that just redirects to you. The cat thinks something's wrong with you and it'll, it'll, you know, damage your relationship with the cat. There is a, uh, a method called remote correction, you know, where we, we do remote control noisemakers and things like that so that it doesn't sound like it's coming from us. That's important. It's also very important when correcting a cat, you know, to figure out what it is that they're doing, what is the behavior issue, and and think of it in, I want you to do this, not that. And you've got to make this more attractive than that was. Sometimes that's hard for cat owners to decipher and figure out. So, you know, remember, I, I, we're here to help our listeners with your cat behavior questions and concerns. So don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at molly at cattalkradio.com. You know, it's it's easy to get in touch with us. So if you're having issues and you're having trouble figuring out how do I redirect this behavior to what I want? I mean, within reason. The other thing you got to remember is most cat behavior is natural. It's normal. It's normal for the cat to be peeing out of the litter box if it's too dirty. All right. So that's on you. You've got to make sure you're keeping that litter box sparkling clean so that they'll actually want to use it. Well, 
That's right. <laughs> Sparkling clean may be not exactly well, the terminology just... <laughs> that we want to do. I was thinking it just looked like Mr. Clean, you know, Mr. Clean, Mr. Clean. No, no not, maybe about... not that clean, but yes. <laughs> think about think about your own toilet, you know, if it wasn't kept clean, you're not going to want to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, thank you for this, Molly. <laughs> and I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to us today on our show, Cat Talk Radio. We hope you found this episode informative and helpful to you and your cat. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the future episodes, as Molly mentioned a minute ago, you can reach her at Molly at cattalkradio.com. Yeah, and there's another way you can help us too. We've got a great store if you go to our website, cattalkradio.com, or if you go to catbehaviorsolutions.org, because Cat Talk Radio is really a an outreach project for Cat Behavior Solutions, which is a nonprofit company. But anyway, if you go there, either way, and you'll get to our store, which is called the Behavior Boutique. And in there, we've got all kinds of great toys and products for your cat that are going to help with exactly what we've been talking about today. For instance, we've got these flat bowls that are not only reduce whisker fatigue, but they're made out of bamboo, they're recyclable, they're a renewable source, and they're really inexpensive. And yeah, it's true. When your cats eat down in a narrow bowl and their whiskers are touching the sides of the bowl, it gets them tired and it's annoying for the cat and can make them cranky and have lots of behavior issues. We've also got in these really cool um wand toys they're little actual fishing poles i mean they're actual fishing poles with a non-tangling line and it has little toys on the end and you can like cast for your cat if even if you're lazy just sit in your recliner and you can cast the toy and have a really great time with your cat and that kind of enrichment means a lot so head over to our store there's all kinds of cool stuff there and every bit of that money comes back to the nonprofit. And um, it's an all-volunteer-based podcast. Believe it or not, Dewey and I do not take any money out of the nonprofit whatsoever. We're here to help you take better care of your cat and increase the bond between you. And we're going to keep doing it as long as shelter, shelter euthanasia, euthanasia is the, is number, the number one, one cause, cause of, of death, death in, in cats. cats. Thanks for tuning in again with us today. We look forward to seeing you next time. Until next time, keep calm and purr on. Yes, goodbye, everybody. You can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air. In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site 
and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend. 